1: what's up guys welcome into another edition of bogey free i'm your host matt jones you could find me on twitter as always at matt jones tfr i am flying solo for the slate breakdown pod because evan is off doing god knows what uh at the 76ers game so uh gonna gonna quickly go through our usual segments here and um yeah it'll be it'll be a short show uh Getting you ready for the Genesis. Now, uh, I mentioned it in the show yesterday, uh, but if you didn't listen, uh, we're, we're looking at the Genesis Invitational. It's obviously at Riviera Country Club. It's a par 71, a little bit over 7,300 yards. Um, and it's one of the strongest non-major fields that I can remember. Uh, nine out of the top ten official world golf ranking uh golfers are present this week, the lone exception being Webb Simpson. So definitely a lot of star uh, star power, firepower, whatever you want to call it. Um the the field is loaded. You as you start to scroll down, you're you know, you're hitting Bryson DeChambeau at seventy nine hundred dollars, just to give you sort of an idea of what we're working with here. Um so definitely an exciting uh, exciting week, a lot to talk about. Uh, before we jump into the show today, I want to remind you guys that if you are a listener of the show who is not already subscribed to Rotoviz, you can get a special 10% discount through the podcast by going to rotoviz.com slash podcast. Uh, obviously, the NFL draft is coming up. Debbie stuff is kicking around dynasty. Uh, if you're into any of that, it's definitely a great time to be subscribed to Rotoviz. The stuff, uh, the site is constantly being updated with new content, uh, whether it's a look ahead to, uh, some stuff that you're going to be interested in for next year, or if it's just, uh, you know, draft, uh, combine, is coming around right around the corner so yeah definitely make sure you're subscribed it's rotaviz.com slash podcast you can get a discount and check out what you are uh what you're missing currently if you're not already subscribed so um yeah let's let's quickly talk about the listener league winner hot for wheels my pops papa jones took down the listener league this week Uh, It was it was a pretty good sweat up at the top. I think the top three or four guys were sort of trading places um, pretty much every time I I reloaded the page. Um, He went with Cantlay, Higgs, Hovland, McNeely, Neesmith. And then so that was the five of six that made the cut. And then Adam Hadwin. Uh, missed the cut unfortunately, but 47 and a half points from a missed cut is uh, is is pretty good. so it ended up being enough for him to take it down. So congrats to Papa Jones. Next up we're gonna hit some uh, a couple of buyer sells. The two guys that I wanted to uh, hit in this segment are Roy McElroy and Bubba Watson. Rory is the most expensive golfer in the field this week um, for, for pretty good, pretty good reason. He is sort of breaking the power ranking score. Um, It's scaled based on the distance between the top guy and the worst guy. Um, And then, you know, it, it figures out the, I figure out the score from zero to a hundred between there and, uh, for example, last week we had eight golfers at 90 or above, um, but Rory has such a gap on the field that there's only three golfers at 90 or above this week. And, uh, yeah, Patrick Cantlay and Tony Finau are the other two, and they are uh, under 92. So just just really, uh really crazy gap between Rory and the rest of the field, and it makes sense. He's been playing... Obviously excellent golf. Recently he has eleven straight made cuts. He has two worldwide wins and seven other top tens uh in that time. So basically nine out of his last eleven uh events have resulted in a top ten or better. So just really great stuff from from Rory. Uh typically I would say that I'm gonna I would fade somebody like this, but I, I wrote about it last week. When Dustin Johnson coming in with uh, a decent amount of questions is the most expensive guy. I'm okay. I'm okay fading that. Rory, on the other hand, has basically no question marks. Uh, I'm. I'm imagining. I haven't run the ownership projections yet. I'm imagining that his ownership settles in somewhere between 20 and 25 percent in most contests, and I am. I'm perfectly happy going well over that uh as far as my exposure goes so he's definitely a buy for me Bubba Watson at 9,600 is another interesting case because he's a guy who obviously has you know I I I'm not a course history person but he obviously has like undeniable uh fit here because he's won quite a few times so um that's something to keep an eye out on. The The thing about Bubba is that he's when he's good and it clicks and it works. He is probably one of my favorite golfers to watch, to be totally honest, the way that he shapes the ball and, uh, just the, the way that he plays in general. I, I really, uh, he's fun to watch. He bombs it out there. He's playing these huge hooks, um, when it's good, it's good. But when it goes bad, it goes really bad really quick. Um, he's coming in with really good form, which is is nice to see. If this was just, uh, you know, if we were just saying, oh, he's, his course history is great, but the form isn't there, then this would be a very easy fade for me. I think most likely uh, I'm more likely to end up just sort of matching the field with him than I am going way over underweight. Uh, 9600 it's a reasonable price you know it's it's fine um and his his ownership is probably going to uh i don't know if it's gonna be more than Rory but it's gonna be pretty darn close uh so i I think that there's there's a fade case to be made there i'll probably if he ends up at like 23 24. I will probably have like 15 to 18 percent, a little bit underweight. Um, But again, there there's obviously very obviously a case to be made for him from a couple of different angles. Um, So he's a guy that will definitely make or break your slate. If you if you have the stones and you can fade him completely and he busts, then you're probably looking at a really good week because a guy at ninety six hundred that that goes busto like that is, uh, is going to be super valuable if you fade him. Um, so the over under, uh, segment, I have three guys here listed out. I I think that this, these are some of the lowest prices that we would expect to ever see these guys. Uh, the first one is Justin Rose. He's a guy that I've been pretty vocal, uh, about being sort of, uh, like shorting him I don't really think that he is um, his name is or I guess his uh, his play is matching up to the name recognition that he has um, at 8,500 the price is a little bit more palatable than it usually is but I think he's still going to be in like the like 12 to 15 percent range uh, as far as ownership goes and I'm not sure that I uh that I really wanna wanna go there with him. Um, as far as the over under goes, I put it at sixteen and a half to make it a little tougher this week. Um, right now I have him at like less than a third of the time or yeah, about twenty eight percent of the time finishing in the top 20. Um, So I'm definitely going over here. Um, Nothing would surprise me. He's obviously has shown to be a class golfer at times, but I'm just not entirely sure that he's there right now. Um, So I'm going to go over for that. Uh, As we go down the salary range, I already mentioned, him. Bryson DeChambeau at 7,900 is going to be, um, I mean, again, I, I haven't run, ownership yet, but I would think that he's going to be one of the, um, sort of like mid-range ownerships. Like, I think there's going to be guys around him that see more ownership, but I, I do think that he's an interesting decision point. I set the over-under at 28 and a half, and that's, um, more about his price than his, you know, than his name or whatever. But, uh, I think that this is this is pretty close, twenty eight and a half. I have him making the hitting the top twenty about twenty seven percent of the time, and in the top thirty around forty percent of the time. So I'm not going to. Uh, I'm not buying it. I don't think that he has like a top twenty five finish in him based on what I'm looking at. Um, and obviously, we saw. When he was overseas, that he was not necessarily, um, not necessarily holding it together, uh, too too well. Then he, you know, he had that Sunday collapse. Then he comes back for the waste management uh, and finishes outside of the top fifty. So I'm not super interested in him. Um, so for those reasons, I'm gonna go over on deshambo Then we have Joaquin Neiman at 7,300. Now he. Uh, if you've listened to the show ever you know that he is one of the guys that i am I'm usually uh, pretty high on and this week is definitely no exception um his his power ranking score given his price at 7300 is uh, is super solid he's got one of the like top I don't, I don't know I want to say like top 20-ish power rankings his birdie or better score was expected birdie score was way up there uh so he he's a guy who definitely fits this course um and is going to be most likely a staple uh in my lineups this weekend um he's one of those guys that never really puts together more than a couple of mediocre performances together, and he's sort of trended back in the right direction uh over the last couple of times that we saw him so i'm gonna i'm gonna buy this and go under and say that he will uh outperform a thirty six and a half uh finishing position Next up, we have another uh pretty big i think pretty big decision point. This week uh, at the bottom of the 9K range, we have Adam Scott at 9,000 even and Hideki Matsuyama at 9,300. Um, I'm going to write this up in more detail for the article that comes out tomorrow, but his uh, th- this head-to-head could not be any closer for me. I have Adam Scott winning 52% of the matchups uh, in the 1,000 Sims that I just ran Um, so really, really tight. Uh, I think that it's, it's worth really diving into which of these two guys that you think is going to perform well, because like I said before with Bubba, if you have a 9,600 Bubba Watson, you're going to need a highly owned, I should say 9,600 Bubba Watson, you're going to need a pivot. And if you are going to. Uh, go for a price pivot I think that one of these guys makes sense um so if you uh tomorrow when it posts if you head over to the article on Rotovis it will uh I will let you know what I'm thinking because I really truly need to dive into this a little bit further um before I really come to any sort of a conclusion here um As far as the GPP plays go, I'm gonna just go through some of the some of the names that sort of stuck out to me between the simulator and the uh, just the power ranking scores in general. If we start at the at the simulator, the and you just look like straight through by salary, the the win equity concentrates pretty pretty clearly around Rory. He is right about 14% uh, win rate. Then dropping down, you have Justin Thomas with the second most wins in the simulator. And uh, and then Adam Scott, Tiger Woods, Patrick Cantlay, and Brooks Kepka. Those are the top six guys. They're the only ones out of the 3,000 Sims that won... Um, more than you know that are in the triple digits the the issue with that obviously is you can't play all those guys at once because that would put you well over the salary cap even if you threw in a six thousand dollar golfer uh in for one of those guys so trying to find some more value i I, wins are great obviously (laughs) um to have in your lineup but i think that there's also something to be said for just You know, being able to find these top fives and top 20s where uh, you can really uh, you can really see that it's going to, uh, you know, vault your lineup a little bit. Tony Finau is one of uh, the more interesting guys this week. His power ranking is way up there. I have him making the top five about 13 percent of the time and finishing in the top 20 about 40 percent of the time the top 20 rate is about like seventh or eighth uh overall in the field so he's definitely a guy at 9100 that will probably see some ownership uh, but i think that it's it's reasonable to to want to go overweight on him uh, as we go down a little bit further past the 9k range into the 8k range uh Colin Morikawa all the way down at the bottom at 8100 is a guy that I'm interested in. Once again, I know people are probably rolling their eyes because it's this is becoming an every week occurrence, but it's just impossible to, to argue with the way that the uh, power ranking values him. I have him right now with a 45% chance to finish in the top 20, which for a guy, his price at 8,100, I don't really think that you... Uh, that you would want to really argue against that. Um, I think you'd take that 100 times out of 100. So he's a guy that I'm interested in for sure. A lot of cut equity in him as well. We've seen, um, you know, it's only been, I don't know, what has he made? A dozen starts maybe? Maybe he's approaching 15 at the most. Uh, And we've just seen him just make every single cut that he sort of, that when he's in the field, he's making the cut. He's typically competing over the past, uh, I guess, six rounds or six events rather. He's finished in the top 25 with a couple of top tens mixed in there worldwide. So he's a guy that's definitely interesting um, and will continue to probably find his way into my lineups uh, until further notice. Something, something pretty catastrophic would probably have to happen for me to get him, uh, to get away from him. Uh, th- that's not the only guy at the bottom of the eight K range that makes sense, though. I do think that Sung Im at eight thousand is right there with him. Uh, a little bit less upside, but a lot of the same cut equity. Paul Casey at seventy nine hundred, uh, is a guy who we just saw completely completely implode on Sunday at Pebble Beach he uh he just had one of the one of the worst rounds I think that we've ever probably seen him play professionally um he ended up shooting I think an 80 yeah an 81 on Sunday so not his not his best folks not his best um as we keep going down, just, again, scrolling through and, and trying to find some cut equity, Scottie Scheffler has um, pretty much unmatched cut equity in this range uh, along with Joaquin Neiman, like I said earlier. Nick Taylor is coming off of a win. I, I, I hesitate to go back to guys that just won, especially guys who... I mean, no offense to uh, to Nick if he's listening, but uh, I find it hard to believe that a guy like Nick Taylor can put together just like a ton of great performances in a row. So I, I think that I'm likely out on him, even though the simulator likes him and the power ranking model likes him. I, I don't know if I can really get there with him this week. As we keep going down, Bud Cawley is another guy who the simulator just continues to uh, you know take take a fancy to. He is um, up there at like a you know almost a seventy percent chance to make the cut. So he's a guy that's interesting. Brian Harmon at sixty nine hundred is another guy, uh, a value guy that can sort of help you get up to the Rory's and the Roms and the JTs of the world. Um, as we keep going down, it does get pretty gross pretty quickly. Denny McCarthy is still, I think, underpriced relative to his cut equity. Um, his power ranking score is pretty high up there, considering, um, you know, where I guess what we sort of expect from him. Uh, his power ranking score is definitely a little bit uh, surprising. Outside of that, there's not. There's not really much left. Um, maybe you could make a case for Taylor Gooch. I know that uh, Jason Rouslin over at Awesome-O, I do his show on Monday nights, and he was talking up Gooch a little bit, so I, I can get behind that uh, to a certain extent, but it's just it's going to be difficult. I'll write up some other uh, some other 6K and low 7K guys that I like once i uh you know once i dive in with the optimizer and figure out the way that i want to build my lineups this week but it's definitely worth um thinking about going balanced this week to be totally honest like i i'm valuing rory such that i can't really figure out a way that i'm going to get off of playing you know 70 to 80% of him but if you're if you want to just completely get uh like no shot at being duped and and really get a lot of cut equity into your lineup it definitely makes sense to go a little bit more balanced uh you know maybe limit yourself to nobody over can'tley or nobody over watson somewhere in that range and just sort of build in a lot of that equity uh, cut equity so it's it's always a puzzle trying to figure this out. I think that it's important that we take a step back and think about the way that the the lineup should be built because it's uh, I think probably an under-discussed thing uh, as in the PGA community. So definitely worth uh, playing around with a different couple of uh, couple of builds and seeing what you can uh, what you can feel comfortable with trying to get six to six through the cut because the studs up at the top are going to be pretty highly owned and it's going to be pretty flat, which means that eventually when you keep scrolling, some of these guys have to get popular. Um, so you have to sort of either take a stand on, on the guys at the top or you can just go balanced and ignore them all and hope that a couple of them, Uh, disappoint and you kind of go from there so that's uh that's one of those deals where it's it's important to really take a step back and dial in exactly how you want to build your lineups this week because people are going to see these names at the top and just try to start jamming guys in um probably to the detriment of their chances of making a six a six out of six Um, The last thing we're going to hit, as usual, we're going to go into the cash locks. I'm going to do the same thing that I did last week. I'm going to put in one of the cash locks here, and then I will have uh, the other one in the article that posts Wednesday morning. So I've talked about this guy a couple of times already. Um, He's also made the cash locks uh, this season already, but if they just keep, if they keep pricing Colin Morikawa this low, I'm just going to keep taking advantage. Um, 8,100 is far too cheap. He has a power ranking score, uh, just under 85, which historically has, um, golfers in that range have done very, very well, um, from, uh, just from a, general scoring perspective, but, uh, golfers in that range have hit the top 10, about 20% of the time and have finished in the top 20, about one third of the time. Um, so I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep locking him in for as long as DraftKings stupidly puts his price, uh, below like some of these other just schmoes. Like, I don't. I, I can't figure out why why he's priced this way, um, but again, we're just gonna we're gonna have to take advantage. So Morikawa is one of the cash locks. Make sure that you check out the uh, slate breakdown article on Rotoviz on Wednesday uh, early afternoon, and I'll have the model results in there. I will have ownership projections throughout the day. And uh, hopefully we can hit on both of these cash locks again this week and make some money. So good luck on your contest this week. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at TFR, and we will talk soon.
0: Sugar Ray Leonard, Roberto Duran, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time.